0: Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R.ai.
1: Hey, what's up? It's your man Carlos Miller of the 85 South Shore. Do me a favor. Make sure you check out the black market hosted by me only on the 85 South Show feed. Subscribe to the 85 South Show to hear and tune in to the black market. Hear amazing interviews with entrepreneurs, creatives, and thought leaders, people who are doing amazing things in the black community. Listen to the black market on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you when you listen to Money Making Conversations. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is an independent filmmaker. He is a graduate of the uh, Texas A&M University and has, been, and has produced over 30 featured films and several have been featured at Sundance. Also, his movies have been distributed by Sony, Lionsgate, Warner Brothers, and Netflix, just to name a few. He has won the Independent Spirit Award and has been inducted into the Texas Filmmakers Hall of Fame. He is on the show today. To discuss his career and the second season of Fifth Ward. New episodes of Fifth Ward stream every Thursday through September 3rd on UMC.TV. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man, Greg Carter. Thank you.
1: Thank you, my brother, Rishon. I'm so excited to be on the show. I got such a great introduction. I said, I got to live up to that introduction now. <laughs> hey, hey, Greg, you know,
3: because we, we're both from Houston, Texas, and uh, you're doing a show right. about, I, I, I was born in the Fifth Ward. I lived there the first 10 years of my life, Russell mm. and uh, uh and, 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 and 3815 Bain Street. It's the, it's the home mm. that I lived in. It was a two bedroom shotgun house. And um I had six sisters, two brothers. My father was a truck driver. My mom was my mother was a stay at home mom. And so uh the the whole concept of doing a show called Fifth War really Really just touched home with me emotionally because I know that, that was, those first 10 years were a very important part of my life. And Fifth Ward is a community, like any neighborhood, it's an urban based, uh, inner city neighborhood that's in Houston, Texas. Just to give everybody who's listening the exact uh location of where this particular community is, and, and it's one of the prominent uh black communities in Houston, Texas. But you, but this initially started out as a movie, correct? This series
1: that is correct, that is correct. So, years ago. I'm also from the neighborhood, Fifth Ward. My, uh, my family uh, at home church is on the corner of uh, Lyons, uh, and, uh, uh And also my family, I still have family still living over there. And mm-hmm. so it was one of the things that was important to me when I started out. I was trying to tell a story about the neighborhood based on uh, the people I knew. And so, back in 1998, I'm dating myself. I did the first. Uh, I did the first uh, 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 movie, mm-hmm. and it it had a lot of success. It went to South by Southwest and a lot of film festivals. And then after that, I ended up uh, putting it, writing a treatment for a TV show, and I put it on the shelf. And it was there, it sat on the shelf for probably about 20 years. And then later, I got approached by. Uh, uh, Angela Northington, who was the head of content over at uh, UMC at the time, also uh Sylvia George, who's the general manager of the network, right. about the show. And I said, hey, I got this thing, I can dust it off, see what happened. <laughs> and uh, when everybody got it, they truly enjoyed it, and that was the beginning of season one and we had a successful season one so then we came back for two
3: now when you do a show that has an emotion tied to it because like i said you grew up there i grew up in there in that environment tell us about season one i know there was a there was a character chain for a major character chain for season two mm. and tell us about that and uh and also just putting together a show we know it's shot some of the scenes are, are they shot within the community itself or all of them on set no, all
1: of, all of the show is primarily shot in, uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, and, and, and the majority of those shots in Houston, Texas are in Fifth Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to have an authenticity, uh, for the show to make sure that, you know, I was quote unquote keeping it real. Uh, but then <laughs> the <other> thing, <laughs> but, but, yeah, we did have a couple of changes. Uh, our lead actor, uh, who played the role of Ray Ray, uh, uh, he, he got cast into another TV show. And then, uh, we had another character who played the role of Robert Kennedy, who was a police commander. He had scheduled shooting, uh, uh, schedule conflicts and he had to, and we, and of course, when you're shooting on a time frame and a schedule, uh, you just have to kind of go into it and get it done. So, uh, you know, you get into the situation where, uh, you make the decisions that you can, mm-hmm. uh, and then sacrifice what you can and keep pressing forward.
3: <laughs> right. And, th- and that, like I said, that's nothing negative. I'm just telling people about the, the business. You know, like I said, when you yep. cash change happening and you have to move forward and, and recast with the best person that's available to do that role. And you have a very talented guy. You, so very talented people that you brought on for the second season. And that's why I wanted to let yeah. everybody know there are changes. And so if you're fans of the show and you watch the premiere episode, because to my understanding, an episode is already aired. And I'm surprised supposed to be in that episode right sir that is correct that is correct uh so so when you watch the show if you haven't
1: watched the show what you'll find is it's not just a narrative with characters who say dialogue uh for me it was important that the show itself uh was not just my story but the story of other voices that also know and love fifth ward so uh at the beginning and the end of each episode, we have a uh, a small interview with someone from the neighborhood who gives their experience uh, about what made uh, what makes Fifth Ward special. Mm-hmm. And so we we try to make sure that uh, that is uh, something that that I, well, of course, I want to keep it engaged with the audience, but also. Let the audience know that there's more than just Greg Carter telling this story about right. Ward, the neighborhood that we love. There's other people, too, that that are engaging this story.
3: And wow. You know, I, I you know we were I was all I, I flew into town. I remember Greg called me, Sean, I'd like you to take this. And uh, it, it was more of a an opportunity to uh, be a part of something special, because I consider you doing a project about a, a, a very important community within a black community within Houston, Texas, a community that I was, that I was born in, a community that I pride myself. I I tell people I'm from Fifth Ward all the time, but then we see that Fifth Ward that you and I were born in is changing, and um, and uh, as they say, uh, the, the the streets are gotten wider, and white people are moving in. <laughs>
1: uh, it's it, it's true. Not just for Fifth Ward, but it's also true for a lot of communities uh, in the uh, it, it, throughout the United States. Yes, and what happens is is that you have these depressed home values, which means these areas are ripe for uh, gentrification. and what gentrification is if people don't know, it's a process of where you're slowly uh, uh, moving. I guess in the simplest way, moving the original residents out,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: culturally and sometimes uh, 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 racially changing the the way the neighborhood is, uh, and so you know, for me, if you look at what's happening in Los Angeles, where uh, they're building build a brand new football stadium in the middle of the hood, or if you go into Inglewood, New York City, right there,
3: Inglewood, right there, Inglewood,
1: mm-hmm. Inglewood, that is correct. Mm-hmm. It's happening in Inglewood right now. Uh, those of you who are listening. Hey, in Greg, New let York me York, just let Melbourne. me just even
3: expand it. They're not only building a stadium; they built a the the train system to go right up to it. So That's yeah, correct. You know they That's they correct. really vision and they tore up all of Crenshaw to put this train line in. This Metro line. Right. And so that just, you know, when they want to make a change, they can make a significant change. And uh, when you do a, a change like that, it affected the black businesses that were along Crenshaw along the way. And so that's what that's a lot right. of people understand. So you, it's for the good, but it also who are you hurting to create this quote unquote good. And so that's what we're dealing with in Fifth Ward is that, you know, there are people who are being moved out, but where are they being moved out to? Because they can't afford to pay the taxes because that's why they
2: O T T E R dot A I.
3: Because you you, right. you bringing these uh these better property values, guess what taxes go up. Now the person across the street, they can't pay that new tax, so they, guess what they are either forced into a homeless situation or they have to move out a neighborhood that and that's all the neighborhood they know. And that's the tragic part about yeah. that process, isn't it?
1: Right, right. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's happening. In Seattle, uh, it's happening, uh, it, like I was about to say, people who live in New York, they just built a new basketball arena in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That neighborhood's changing. So, so these, it's happening nationwide. And in the last five to 10 years, it's happening at an increasing pace. And so we have to fight for our neighborhoods and so that we can have and keep The cultural representation that made the neighborhood great, because when the people come into new people come into the community, we're fine with that. That's okay. No worries there. But but we want we want the respect Mm -hmm. of the uh, of the of the neighborhood to be there. We want the culture of the neighborhood to stay. You know, we want all that to happen.
3: Wow. Now let's talk about this yeah. series. Let's get back to this series. I don't want to get so social to forget that I brought you on this show because <laughs> you and I can get to talking because you're a Texas AM grad. I'm a University of Houston grad. So, you know, we've, yes, we've gotten our degrees. Yes. We, you know, we have intelligence behind. I'm not saying that other people don't have intelligence, but we both from Fifth Wall. And so we have a passion when we start talking about this. But this series, some yes. of your main characters, Maya and, and my boy Carl Anthony Payne and Omar Gooding and Jaylene Mack, uh, talk about putting a cast together like this and if you don't know Meyer, the former singer I shouldn't say former, the singer Meyer is one of the lead characters in this particular part, Gary Sturgis bringing all that casting together my man Carl Anthony who I love to death and Omar Gooding, I, I used to work with him on Smart Guy back in the day on WB and so I know who you working with, and Jaylene and Mac. She's a she's one of the most famous attorney slash actresses in the game.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Jaylee, Look, let me tell you something. Sometimes I marvel at how much Jaylene Mac does in a day. I'm mm-hmm. like Jaylee, you do more in a day sometimes than some people do in a whole month. So I don't know how you do it, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know, get the, the cast. Uh, you know, I'm the son of a, of a Methodist minister, and I feel like I was really blessed to have a cast such as Maya and Gary, Carl Anthony Payne, Omar, Reginald T. Dorsey, uh, uh, Jaylene, all those people. And and there's so many terrific, talented people who are from the Houston area, a local actors that come in. And what I think it really was was that uh, when people had an opportunity to read the script, uh, the first draft of the uh, season one, uh, episode one script, uh, people were just drawn to the characters because, you know, we don't really have a lot of stories that are urban that are told from the perspective of, you know, residents in the neighborhood more. I think somehow or another we came to the conclusion that that was passe. We wanted to be this, that, and the other, but we cannot forget our, our forgotten, uh, poor and our forgotten, uh, underclasses that are with us. You know, I consider myself and just as you, someone who picked ourselves from the, up from the bootstrap, but they are, we still have those neighborhoods there. And it's important for us as individuals to make sure that we give, give and inspire hope so that those people can thrive and do well. And so, you know, the characters are written from a perspective that they have a huge sense of hope and faith in them. And so, uh, even, even, even when, uh, Carl Anthony Plain is playing the bad guy, he still has that in his character of where he is trying to do things for the betterment, but he has his own way of doing it. Right. And so I think that's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that, uh, we connected with, uh, with the understanding that, you know, when things are not the best way that they can be, you know, you you can survive and you can make it, but also show how people maneuver and, and weave through, through life, maybe the way that uh, you didn't do it. But maybe your grandparents did it or your mother and father did it and because people are still doing that today. And I think it's important to, to bring a spotlight to that journey. I'm
3: talking to Greg Carter, uh, director, creator, executive producer, you know, everything he edits, he does it all. That's what you do when you when you when you're learning. <laughs> the reason I'm, the reason I'm saying that because I got to go back on us. But also, if you want to catch this series, Fifth War, it's on umc.tv. TV. It's a it's a it's a streaming service, and anywhere you find Netflix or Hulu, you can find UMC TV. And just go to the site and find the Fifth War. It's a, it's a fantastic series. It's in its second season. But let's go back on our journey, well, all the way back to when I opened a comedy club, Hip Hop Comedy Stop, and you <laughs> you was you know all I heard was. Greg caught it. You got to get with <laughs> Greg card because you was doing all the mu- you doing all the music videos in the city of Houston. At the time. That's where you cut your teeth. And I and we met a couple of times, but you know, uh, but we didn't meet enough because I was still trying to build my brand. And then I eventually, right. moved back to L.A. Right. and started writing those sitcoms. But really, it's always a journey, and you got to start somewhere. And it started with yeah. you those early years when rap took off, when the ghetto boys were just right. just put a put a face on the city of Houston. Music scene, and you was right at the heart of it, Greg.
1: <laughs> it was funny because, uh, so when I went to college, uh, I, I was studying engineering, right? And I had the uh, the chance to study. Uh, I had to take a couple electives, and uh, and I studied uh, screenplay writing. And it was just so happened that there was a gentleman by the name of Charles Godone who was a guest lecturer at Texas AM and once I had my first taste of of writing and directing, I was sold. I was like, "Yeah, this engineering degree is not going to be no good because I know what I want to do now." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then I from there, and uh, I went to uh, Rice University and I started taking uh, in the MFA program and started studying. And so I knew when I came out, that's what I wanted to do, and it was going to be a situation where. OK, I can either pack up or go to, uh, you know, to Los Angeles or New York or either I can try to do something. So I decided to uh write my first script and then hire myself to produce and direct it. And that was the acorn, the genesis of how things started. And I always tried to look at, uh, you know, uh, everybody's journey being unique and different, including my own. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't long for, OK, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I just, because I, at the time I was married and I, I, I was starting off with, uh, two kids. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, you know what? I can, I can be a dad and do both. Uh, that proved to be a little difficult, but, you know, I still, uh, I still know that, you know, with perseverance, uh, you can find success. And so I, I, I always thought that, you know, once I got into the situation of actually trying to make, uh, uh, content and, and, and drive, the, you know, we call it content now, but it used to be, you just, I'm shooting the movies Uh, I, I do that. I, I always had a vision though when I started off doing the music videos and everything else that the, that the big prize was doing movies and TV. And, you know, fortunately for me, I was, I was at a time where it was a much more, uh, open opportunity to do it. There was blockbuster videos everywhere, lots of companies making content Uh, and fill the shelves there and so I I was just in a very unique situation and I feel blessed to do it and now you know it's funny because you look around some you know 15 or 20, 25 years later and Mm -hmm. you're like whoa I'm here and so uh, part of what I try to do as well is to realize that my journey just ain't all about me it's about also helping people so I, uh, I also teach uh, uh, filmmaking at the University of Houston, uh, in mm-hmm. the Valente School. And I also do, uh, also do different, uh, uh work with Jay. You mentioned Jaylene Mack. I work with Miss Jaylene Mack. She has a program called Impact, and I volunteer mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. working with kids. So it's an important part of, you know, just making sure that your legacy, like what you do, is is out there.
3: Wow. He's uh he's the independent he's won the independent spirit award. He's been inducted into the Texas Filmmakers Hall of Fame. He's on the show to talk about Fifth Ward, a series that's mm-hmm. in its second season. You can reach it on umc.tv, uh whenever in the streaming platforms like Hulu or Netflix, you can find it right there as well. I want Greg, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And thank you for putting me on your show. And again, I want to help promote. And this is just one project. I know when you have future project, we've connected because. Because, you know when I when I look at our relationship that we've had started in Houston and we kind of like launched our careers simultaneously and I was as a comedian and I eventually became a producer writer and manager of talent and and you started out as an engineer my degree was mathematics so we all started <laughs> in a, a different direction but creativity overwhelmed us and now we are content creators Greg thank you for coming on my show money-making conversations Thank you so much for having me. Great call, great call man. Great conversation. And if you want to hear more interviews with Money Making Conversations, please go to MoneyMakingConversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture.
1: Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tomorrow's Mega Millions jackpot is over 300 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase Player funds.